you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Who do you like to play with the most in Madden? You got to play with yourself. I mean, what? <laughs> David. Football. Football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. There you heard the best receiver in all the land, and he was talking about Madden. Clean up your brains, everybody. Hi and hello, and welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. I hope all's well wherever you are here in Studio 66. I don't do this every show. I do brag about the fact that since the Super Bowl completed uh, up in the Twin Cities, we have been on an absolute roll with the show. I would say it's never been better than it has been these last several months as football season is just about here. Training camp underway, Baltimore Ravens in camp. And uh, one of the main reasons that it's been so good. Oh, well, let me say this. Antonio Brown, that was just the tip of the iceberg there because coming up in just a few minutes, my full conversation, about 15 or so minutes, really great stuff with AB. And uh, we cover a full range of stuff, some silliness. And then also we get in on the Lev Bell situation. Does he, do they feel added pressure now that it would appear that this is Lev Bell's final season in the black and gold? Do they now feel added pressure to get over the hump and at least get to Mm. a Super Bowl or for the rest of time be in that weird spot of of like, huh, you guys there like kind of like Dan Fouts and the Chargers around 1980 or the the late 90s, Randy Moss and Randall Cunningham and Chris Carter Vikings never even got to a Super Bowl. Is that what's going to be for these killer bees? Let's talk about all of it with the man seated to my immediate left right there. Browns legend, <laughs> Willie McGinnis, number 55. What's happening, fella? I am good. You never give me my proper doing the introduction. You leave out Why one not? team. No, I say you're a USC legend. We went in on how you'd be a great head coach or defensive coordinator there, and you toiled for the Patriots. Toiled. Right. Well, you did. You won some rings there and everything. Okay. But you, you never mentioned Brown. that. You started with the Browns. We talk but it's about good. that no, all it's the good. time, man. It's good. We talk about that all the time. Let's get all to right. AB because I know you're excited about this. We're talking about a Pittsburgh still or multiple Pittsburgh Steelers, and we're talking about AB who has the cover of Madden, which I'm I'm impressed. We did an interview a couple days uh, ago with him and uh, – I mean, it's fitting. The guy works his butt off. Um, one of the best players in the league, pound for pound, not just receivers. And, um, you know, he has swag. He, he, well, he absolutely has that and has that in spades. You know what, though, Willie? I don't want to uh, – I don't want to – I can't hold off another second here. We got a lot to talk about in the world of pro football. But first, the ceremony. Yeah, in Canton, they're going to be handing out those gold jackets soon enough. By the way, note to all the voters there, you know who needs one? The all-time sack leader in NFL history in January when the games count most in the postseason. You rendered sacks for um, for the Patriots and for the Browns in the postseason, right? Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. You didn't get any Brown sacks. Browns we didn't, didn't go to the playoffs. Well, all right. <laughs> all right, here we go. Drum I'm not going to correct please. you, though. This is – you'll get a gold jacket soon enough. You already have the red coat from the Patriots, which is weird that the American Patriots give you a red coat. 
that's you know that's who they defeated and I know it's weird but anyway talk to your friend Kraft about that in the meantime here we go Willie McGinnis perhaps your greatest honor to date the digital wall of fame here in studio 66 on DDFP now includes Brown oh. Legend 55 congratulations man <laughs> congratulations <laughs> Every time, every time I want to give you props and yeah. I say we've come a long way right. and things are great. You, That's nice. Eh? But I didn't, I didn't go in the Ring of Honor with the Browns. I went in the Ring of Honor with the Patriots. Why wouldn't you put up a Patriot shirt? Because they already honored you. You this already, is, you already have, you already have Browns jersey up. You don't have one Patriot jersey up, right? No, no, I, I don't uh, suspect that we ever will either. So it's going to stay on the Browns. That's I fine. think that's nice for you, okay. and as is the custom here, when you get your digital Wall of Fame jersey hung for all of time, you have to not like when you win an Academy Award or go into the Hall of Fame and you thank all the people that helped you along the way. Here, you must instead give a speech calling out all the people who didn't believe in you along the way. Wow. Well, I want to start with my, I guess, junior high vice principal and people at my junior high school who told me I probably wouldn't end up to be squat because I used to get into a little bit of trouble. Straight A student, never had a problem with my grades, but they told me I wouldn't, I would end up to be nothing and I'd Mm. be in trouble and all these different things. And uh, hello, how you like me now? That's one. Uh, two, you know, I didn't have a lot of naysayers, you know, I, I had a great support system. I got, had a lot of people in the neighborhood and coaches along the way that, you know, just fed me that knowledge that nourished me with, you know, how to be a responsible young man and then grown man. And I mean, I don't know. I don't, I try to keep the negativity away from me. I'm glad that you at least landed on someone who should feel extra shame since that's the only person that you can. Uh, it's probably more. I mean, it's probably a lot. You know how people are. If you think about them as we move along here with right. uh, today's program, feel free to shout them out. I got you. Um, but, yes, and by the way, if you hear the clickety-clack back here, it's a special day for McGinnis because uh, the the football life, you're getting a football life on NFL Network, one of the great <laughs> series out there. You're not supposed to. Like, I'm not talking about that. All right. Well, but the I cameras am. are here. I'm sorry. I, I I'm mean, observing. Are, but th- I guess I am. I Muzzle guess tough. I guess they're doing something. Thank How you. nice. First, you get your 55 hung up, immortalized forever. One and of now my this. 55s, yeah. yeah. What's especially important is that I've already been in a football life for Jerry Rice. So, I mean, this, so, like, that, this dwarfs, be... that dwarfs this. I mean, I guess we got to go through you. Yeah. To get a football, football life, pretty much. I, okay. if that, Yeah, uh, that makes sense. I think we heard that, and uh, that's now uh, been uh, put down on an audio recording for the rest of time. So you do, do with that what you want, Roger Goodell and uh, everybody over at NFL Films and otherwise. All right, McGinnis, let's get into it here. Let's Here's do my, it. We um, – we uh, on the previous episode this week, Bucky Brooks from Move the Sticks joined, and uh, we chopped up both the NFC and the AFC. It was a home and home. You can listen to the NFC side on the Move the Sticks program, and on DDFP, you can okay. hear the AFC side. And we identified the Jenga pieces for all 32 teams. Wow. The Jenga theory, once again, is non-QBs, because if you take off of almost any NFL team, the defending world champs notwithstanding with Nick Foles, if you take most quarterbacks out of the mix, your team is not going to go very far. If you take Tom Brady away from the Patriots, they're probably not going to win the Super Bowl. And uh, and so it goes from there. So aside from the QBs, who is the one guy that, like a Jenga game, if you take out the wrong piece, the whole thing will implode? Ooh. So we did that all the way. I want your opinion, okay. New England Patriots. Who's their Jenga piece? If you take out somebody else, 
I guess you could go Belichick, but I'm that'd be a Belichick. little cheap. That'd I'm be a going, little no, cheap. No, you said not. You're right. Outside of Brady, Belichick. I mean, I think that'd be. I think that'd be the, the ultimate jingle piece. If you I take said, out the head coach. I tried to be cute. I said Josh McDaniel, so we park our cars in well, similar yeah, garage. Almost. I mean, this year he's almost a Colt. So I mean, that almost happened. And but when you talk about a place that's used to having turnover, a lot of coaches like leave, come back. A lot of change, to say the least. I think they're able, they're capable of uh, dealing with certain things, but that was an important piece, him coming back to the mm-hmm. pages because it takes a lot of pressure off of Belichick trying to handle the defense and the offense. So now it's just, let me just concentrate on one, and I, I, I'm sure he's got that handled on that side. Well, so. the one guy who I, two years ago, floated is not just the Patriots' most important Jenga piece, but probably the most important in all the NFL was Rob Gronkowski. Then he gets hurt, and the Patriots go win the Super, Super Bowl anyway. Bowl. So that, can't, That's why I didn't use him. Right. So you can't go him. Practically speaking, in 2018, though. Hightower, I would say, but they still won and right. got there without a yep. Hightower. Um, what about Stephon Gilmore at this point? With Malcolm Butler Not enough out, time. Or... Hasn't been there enough. Hasn't been there long enough. So we don't know. Like, his presence, you know, he played really well, um, but his presence just – you know, I give him a half a year playing really well. Um, so I wouldn't say a steady, consistent dose of dominance. So I, I, I couldn't go. I couldn't go there. Okay. Here's McCourty, the maybe, you know, on defense. I, I, I like McCourty a maybe lot, McCourty. too. McCourty? Yeah. I well, think... they, they're both there now as brothers. So Devin McCourty, right? Yes. Devin. Yes. The tenured, the more tenured uh, right. McCourty brother up in Foxborough. Um, you know, people are talking about, you know, Danny Amendola's making noise about the, you know, down in Miami. Adam I heard Gase about that. is one of the guys. and uh, He's one of the guys until he ships you out of there or he benches you. Remember, he's benched a few players on that team, and he shipped guys out of there. I know. Guys didn't have great experiences there. I remember when they first they met. They didn't have it, fun. Jarvis Landry and Adam Gase <laughs> got along thick as thieves. They really enjoyed each other. Sue. Uh, 18 months later. Sue's gone. Landry's gone. Doesn't mean the game. Running back left and got a and, and won a Super Bowl. Yep. I mean, I'm just saying. I listen. I'm not uh, defending, uh, you know, Adam Gase here versus Bill Belichick. Or it's Amendola. That's what he's saying. Or right? a principle, or kind of like what? He, what was the other term he used? Is like having a principle or whatever else outside of a coach. Principles of office hanging around with him. Yeah. yeah. You that, but I also I don't. Did you have the same experience that most Patriots have had with Belichick? Because I had you, my share. I had my share of dealing with Belichick, like everybody else does. I mean, at some point, you have to understand like you're not immune to what is going to happen if you're not making plays or you're having mental errors or you have something break down football-wise, you're going to get criticized or it's going to be talked about. Like, there's nobody that's come through that organization while that coaching staff has been there that's been immune to that. Mm -hmm. Nobody. doesn't matter your status, your draft status, Pro Bowls, Super Bowl. What about the coaches? The coaches, too. Everybody's everybody's held accountable. I think that's why it's so consistent and it – it moves the way it moves. Mm-hmm. The coaches, they hold themselves to a high standard. They put in a lot of work. They grind. So everybody's on, you know, well, coaches are different than players, but everybody's held accountable. 
Here's what I heard in the run-up. In the probably for the bulk of the fortnight uh, between the title games and uh, Super Bowl 52 in the Twin Cities, a lot of people, the only thing that was unsatisfying about the Cinderella story, Eagles getting to the Super Bowl, was that, of course, they had a whipping coming uh, coming their way from Tom Brady and company. <laughs> and then in the 48 hours right before the Super Bowl, I talked to a few people who definitely would know what they're talking about that were tied in with the Eagles organization. And they said, I said, what's the buzz out of out of the Eagles side of things? And they said, they are so crazy confident after looking at film now for a week and a half that they should they should whip the Patriots. Why they, wouldn't you? You're supposed to think like I that. I know you think that, but it's one thing like, oh, my goodness, now that we look at this, what are their pieces out there outside yeah, but of everybody, Brady? Everybody looks at that, and they try to compare pieces or look at superstar-type players. But these guys, they play. They're playmakers. They're consistent. They make plays. Um they understand their roles, and when the games are on the line or big-time situations, those guys who you look at and be like, ah, he's all right. Those guys are the ones making those plays mm-hmm. on you, scoring points and I, winning. I, listen, you're not going to get an argument from me at this point. I've seen it too many times to to uh, be a cynic about it. But now I think it was Kelsey, one of the one oh, of the surprising. Eagles. Yeah, well, listen, one of those guys. <laughs> I, I'm pretty surprising. sure it was Jason Kelsey said that. Um, once we got a look at the film, when we looked at the Vikings film in uh, before that game. It wasn't a blowout. And we said, wow, that, boy, they have a lot of great players on that side. Then they looked at the Patriots film and they said, boy, these guys must have great coaches because we don't see a ton of uh, wow. talent. Out. Well, that was what he said. I'm not, I'm- I mean, I get it. He's, he's been doing a lot of talking in the offseason. And the one thing I will say is uh, I, that says a lot because a lot of guys, they come in high picks or whatever, and you assume they're superstars and they're going to be whatever – um, and not just the Patriots, Patriots, but other 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 teams. Um, you're allowed the opportunity to become a superstar through your work and through your productivity. You know, I look at a guy like Doug Baldwin with Seattle. I remember our very own Deion Sanders saying he was a pedestrian. They were okay regular receivers. Now he's a superstar in the league. He's one of the best receivers in the league. You got to allow people to grow into their roles and grow into that. Like everybody just doesn't come in the league with that perception or looking at them with, you know, with that title, it's earned. Like everything you get in the NFL is earned and you have to grind for it. So um, I don't think that's something they went into the game saying, you know what, these guys don't have a lot of big name superstars and and all these different things. We're going to go out and wipe the floor with them. It was a close game. I know, but I do know that they were confident going into that. Why wouldn't you be? They're a great team. Um, I think they're, they, they were prepared. Uh, they were confident all year. They played a certain level. They took their game up, the momentum. Um, they peaked at the right time. They got a lot of really good players on that team. They're well coached. Like, I knew it would be a close game. Well, I, well, for, well, if you ask a question rhetorically, but the actual answer is, is because if it were me in that position, I would uh, be cowering in fear. If that was your Steelers playing them in the championship and we had this conversation early in the year, because of the Jesse James catch and all those different things, if your Steelers were playing the Patriots and everybody was healthy, I'm sure you would be going into that game saying, I'm confident that would, we're going to win this no. game. I would, yes, never, would. I would never be I confident. I know you would because you thought that before. You thought they should have beat them before when they played. I think they did beat them in Heinz Field See? and the call went against them, but I would never be confident that the Steelers are going to beat Belichick and Brady. It should come down to a call. Fine, but, but, but I mean, that's that's – 
that that would make me naive to think that the Steelers would ever be in a position to beat Belichick and Brady. I can't. When those two guys have owned the Steelers the way they have. It doesn't matter what happens in the past. Okay. I'm telling you, we beat Philly in the Super Bowl when I played them. That doesn't mean they was just going to. Philly's thinking about that. Like, oh wow, I remember last time the Patriots played Philadelphia. They beat them. A lot of those guys wasn't on the team. A lot of those guys wasn't. Nobody cared about that. That but Willie, like we've talked about, there's. It's not just. But you know, it's those two things are not. Two great teams who lined up against each other. I know. And you can you can't predict these type of things. I'm just letting you know, and I try to tell as many pro football players this as I possibly can talk to, that you guys live in a different reality because I you know I I don't think like I say that they're mutually <laughs> exclusive things. One informs the other, but you know I. I would never be confident about that. That would be a, that one, one so obstacle. So if you're not confident, what are you? Physical limitations. As a player, you're not confident. Physical what are limitations. You? And then on top of it, like I would just be like, well, it's Tom Brady and Belichick. What Doesn't chance matter. do we have? Well, everybody's That's the way not my just brain playing works. against those guys. Like like Kelsey said, we looked, we looked through the roster. We looked at tape at a lot of different players. You just have a different level of, of swagger, of self uh, – you know, you're you viewed to, with self. You don't I, believe in yourself. Who, who, who? That's will. what my old man always said when yeah. I was growing up. But here I am. You know, <laughs> I don't know what happened here. With your own podcast, with I your know, name across nice. the screen, and lights, cheating life. I, I agree with that. All right, let's let's. This is the question I, I wanted to ask you. All right. Just pare away all the narratives and everything else. Just look at the rosters. Okay. 2017 Patriots, 2018 Patriots. Which roster would you rather have? Well, going in 2017, because everybody expected them to be great, you know, in the offseason before the year started, we're like, wow, the Patriots have never done this before. They've gotten all these great players. They're stacked now. I can't believe, like, how aggressive they've been in the offseason. Gilmore, yeah. big ads. Dwayne or... Allen, all those right. different guys. Like, you look, you look across, you looked across at what they did in the offseason, and everybody penciled them in as being in the Super Bowl. And guess what? They lost guys, guys got injured. Think the dynamic changed a little bit, a little rocky. You know, people was like, "Wow, they didn't start off on the right foot with Kansas City." A lot of people had doubts, but you know, it, it, it's it's a it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. In okay, football, so you're going 2017 over this current edition. And by the way, Brady, I'm a year saying older, the way it looks. It on, I'm just saying the way it looked on paper. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen when it starts, but if you're telling me look at the rosters and what happened an and how they question. built how they built their team and what everybody the anticipation and the energy going into the year, everybody everybody on the planet was talking about, oh, just might as well just put them in the Super Bowl right now. Am I right or wrong? I yeah, I I, mean, I think some people were right. floating the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, outside of that, there wasn't a whole lot out there. That- some people. I don't remember if I picked him to go to the Super Bowl. I really, I, I honestly don't recall at this point whether or not that he was true. Definitely did. He I definitely did. I really. Did. Thank you. I did say thirteen and three, and that's what Thank they you, went. Emma. Six, you got years, it, six Thank years you. in a row, Willie. Thank you. Do you have anything you want to say to Willie now that he's up on the Wall of Fame there, Emma? Congratulations. Yeah, pretty exciting. Uh, Emma, I have a question. Were you a part of the uh, induction of me getting up on this wall? Did you? Nice. Did the... you offer your opinion in any way? Did you? No, there was definitely no opinion. It was just coordination. I just took the orders from my boss. You just took the orders from your boss. So you didn't say there was no questions like maybe we should put his Patriot jersey up since he was there for 12 years versus the three years in Cleveland and – 
I wouldn't dare like say something. You know. Why not? It's about. He, he's just the kind of boss. It's a great is. achievement. Oh. That's oh. a nice looking jersey to boot. On top of everything else, look how handsome. Can't it, do better than it that. It is. It's nice. By the way, you know, <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, I, I'm excited to see what happens in Cleveland this year. I know they're in your division, but. They've been stockpiling talent for the last three I agree. years. They I think they should have taken Bradley Chubb, though. I think that was a, a, a big mistake. I think that I, I thought they were. I, know I thought they were. What, they but you know a what? Slightly I, built corner. That's after, more important. After meeting after meeting Denzel Ward, and his new nickname is the Warden. I'm, I'm going to give nice. Him that. I like that. Um, Clever. He uh, he exudes with confidence. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. I mean, you know, they were saying like they when they broke it down. Uh, the GM and, 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 and the people who watch talent there, when they broke it down, they, they, they looked at how many times Miles Garrett almost got to the quarterback. And it's because quarterback had easy throws, so the ball was coming out quick. So they're like, you think of it two ways, right? If I get to the quarterback, I elim- eliminate time, and the DBs don't have to work as hard. But they thought about it the other way. If I got good coverage, guys, guys won't get open quick. The quarterback will have to hold the ball, mm-hmm. and our, our sack master – can get there. I don't like, though, I don't like that a, you know, a coordinator's, uh, uh, Josh McDaniels notwithstanding, is a pretty transient spot in the right. NFL. Guys come and go. I don't like Greg Williams being the guy making that call. Well, this is what I want for my well, team. How, You're not going to be here. Well, how do, we know, how do we know it came from Greg? I'm pretty sure that that's the story. Well, Wasn't it from him? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure, sure it was. Well, I, I could be wrong about it's that. It's his system. Last question. All right. but then, so, so he gets to command who they, they should have they taken. Some say, unlike Garrett you and Emma. Jubb? Some say, unlike you and Emma. Some people, other people do get to make decisions or have some type of input. I know. Now, I blame Emma Boss. for what happened here. This was. <laughs> I feel embarrassed Emma? now. <laughs> Willie isn't happy with, with the way that I am did. happy. I am happy. I'm on the wall. That's I mean, right. what can I say? That's right. Last question. Do you care who Jimmy Garoppolo or any other NFL quarterback dates? Nope. You not at all. I mean, he's. Doesn't he's, impact anything? He's a handsome dude. You know, he's living his life. I That's mean, right. He's what having a good get time. Up on he's, Mount Pius? he's not about to get married anytime soon. He comes from a solid family. He's not going to make bad decisions, but let the kid live. He's a, he's a young rock star right now. He's, of co- I mean, I listen, I, uh, really. Everybody's got to get up on Mount what? Pius. I, I wonder, weigh in on what everybody else is Why doing. did you ask me that question, though? Because it's a question. In I know, the but why? Why did you about who he's dating? Is there anybody particular he's dating that I? Sh- uh, it's in the news who he's dating. He can dated, you tell me? Were you talking about? Our name. fans want to know. I wouldn't know about that. It's world. just a regular girl. No. I mean, what world? A, what world are we talking about? Apparently, she's involved in uh, the adult uh, film industry. Ooh. Yeah, that's so what I heard. So he's a little freaky. I don't know what he is, McGinnis. Jimmy G is a little freaky. I like that. I asked him once who's more handsome. A little handsome. spice. A little spice in this. He's come a long way himself because I once asked him who's more handsome, him or Tom Brady. There's a difference between dating and kind of going out or hooking up with somebody. Right, guys? Oh, he, there, was, he was so bashful when I right? asked him, is he is he handsome and all that? Now look at him out on the town. Let him have a good time. Let I him live a little you. bit. Man. That's right. He's, he's got the, all the money in the world. He's <laughs> handsome as all get out. Everybody <laughs> says he's, he's undefeated. How long that lasts? He's got to cash in while he can, hey, right? why not? Strike while the fire's hot. All right, 55. Wonderful stuff as always. Thanks for coming in yep. and uh, muzzle tub in advance on uh, a football life. That's great stuff. A fascinating character, if there ever was one. Willie McGinnis. And, uh, and now let's turn it over to another fascinating character. He wears black and gold. He wears number 84. He's the best wide receiver in all the land. His name is Antonio Brown. Let's get to it. You're listening to Dave Damashek. You're listening to Dave Damashek. 
You're listening to Dave Well, this is about as exciting as it gets for uh, for me. Seated to my immediate right, here he is, the guy on the cover of Madden 19, Pittsburgh Steeler great, and nothing short of the best wide receiver in all the land. It's Antonio Brown. What's happening, man? I'm doing well, brother. How you doing, Dave? It's good to see you once again. Yeah, no practical jokes for me this time around? Nah, no jokes. Yeah, let's put that in the rear view mirror. Let's look forward, shall we? Actually, before we do look forward, uh, let's look back real quick. 2017, let's, let's wash it away, you know, with this conversation. Yep. But if you don't get hurt early in the game against the Patriots and you win that game, is Antonio Brown the NFL MVP of 2017? Possibly. You, were you thinking about that? Is that something that matters to you? Is that something that you track over the course of a season? Uh, those things you can't track, you know. So many things going on and winning and playing, performing, staying healthy, uh, recovering. All the little things you're doing to be successful, you know, you know, you cannot get caught up in the accolades and worrying. You know, at that point you just, you know, you're trying to be your best self and uh, – win games to get you into the postseason. Well, speaking of being your best self, I can see that you're still uh, keeping yourself in shape. <laughs> it's nice when people pay you a compliment, you pay them. Oh, thanks, Dave. You look good yourself, Oh, bro. thanks. That's nice <laughs> of you to say. That's, that's sweet, I guess. Um, so, okay, so that's what happens during a season. In these months away, do you get caught up in it? Because that's how I spend my off seasons. It's kind of ranking. That's what football fans do is, I think this guy's better than that guy. This guy from the 80s isn't as good as this. Do you? Where do you rank yourself? Does it matter to you where you rank among uh, wide receivers in history? A lot of people are now all of a sudden talking about Jerry Rice and guys like that and Antonio Brown. Well, I think I'm not done yet, so I can't really compare myself to the guys uh, who have come before me, but... I have been able to do some different stuff for my time being in regards of making an impact how that some of these guys haven't made in regards of uh, my timing. But, um, you know, it's still a long way to go. I have respect for every guy who came before me and played this game and opened up the doors for me to be in the position I'm in. But uh, it's hard to just rank guys, you know, especially active guys who are still playing. But... Um, I think you could base it upon what the guy's actively doing. And uh, if you uh, look at right now what I'm doing, uh, it's been uh, uh, pretty much a blessing. Well, I mean, listen, it's it's more than that. Uh, you're being modest because uh, it is nothing less than in the last six seasons. There is there is no historical equivalent to what you've done, really. And you can do all that stuff about generations. Well, they didn't throw as much back then. Jerry Rice got more targets in in seasons than Antonio Brown's getting in, uh, in the 21st century. And your numbers aren't just keeping up with, but they are exceeding every, you know, in, like I say, in a six-year window, there's no one, Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, anyone else who's ever done what you've done over the, the last six seasons. And that's an honor. Uh, that's uh, pretty unique and uh, still inspire me. You know, you always got to get better. You always got to grow. And uh, just want to continue to keep, continue to blazing uh, trails and uh, setting standards that uh, hopefully no one could come for. Well, uh, so we talk about these high-end receivers, including you. Who, and don't be modest about this, if, if the answer is Antonio Brown, so be it. Who do you like to play with the most in Madden? You got to play with yourself. I mean, what, 
What's good having a video game where you want it and not play? You mean in video games? Yourself? Okay, oh, oh I, okay, in video games, yes. Are you on a real life? <laughs> I thought we were talking about Madden. We're talking about that's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Madden. Just clarifying, you know. Yeah, in Madden game, you got to go to yourself. I usually throw to myself first down, third down, and most times if I'm going for it on last down. <laughs> so about ten targets a quarter. I like it. Well, that's that's the way you should be. That's exactly right. So, are, do you do you have like a thing like? No, we're not going to have Julio Jones on uh, on Antonio Brown's Madden team. <laughs> I mean, I could have a lot of guys on my Madden team. Um, Julio Jones could be a potentially candidate for my Madden team. Obviously, he's another explosive wide receiver, uh, big stat guy, big playmaker type guy. So, we may want him have him on my team, but we want to keep his targets low. What's that? By the way, I mean, this is pretty crazy. I can't imagine. You know, I'm vain. So if, if you did this for me, I'd go, uh, I'd go crazy. I would hang this in every room in my house. How's this strike you to be the cover guy? <laughs> well, it's a tremendous honor. Obviously, growing up as a kid playing Madden, uh, my brothers and uh, me look forward to this game coming out every summer, not only to compete with ourselves, but compete with our friends and to be a, a part of the game, to know what players are playing, what teams to work with. And I think it shaped the shaped our future to you know to be in the NFL because it make us feel a part of the game with with getting madder. And for me to be on the cover, uh, not short than a, than a blessing, a miracle. I remember 2011 when Ike Teller was trying to tell you what type of player I was capable of being, and, and Madden probably didn't even have me rated on the game. And you know to look up seven years, eight years from now to see him on the cover. Uh, also from being in the '99 club. Um, I know business is booming, but, you know, uh, it's, it's also great to be uh, You still noticed. like to make calls to yeah, people upstairs all the, for all things, the, right? All the time, man. You got to really glorify God and, and call on God for these moments like this, man, you can't take for granted. Uh, so I'm extremely grateful to be on the cover. It's a definitely an honor. I can't believe you you, you throw that in my face. All the seven years later now, you have to bring up. Uh, eight years, right? It was eight years ago. That, yeah. that, yes, it was announced to me that you were going to be, you're going to emerge as the best wide receiver in the NFL. I express cynicism. And now when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Like in Dirty Dancing. I like that. See that? Yeah, you can, yeah. You can use that. Yeah, late great Jerry Orbach said that. How about those back apples? <laughs> What about, let's talk, oh, I, by the way, you, you got uh, two of uh, your cute little boys running through here, yeah. and, uh, you know, they're playing Madden as we speak here. Where do you come down, because I got the little ones at home, too, um, do you let your kids beat you at sports, Madden, or otherwise? What's, give me the right counsel here. <laughs> you never can let your kids win. No. Uh, you got to compete with them and teach them, but you can't let them beat you. You got to always beat your kids and competing. Let them know it's serious and you take it serious. Um, let's talk about 26. That's uh, the big story, not yep. just in uh, in Pittsburgh, but in all of football America yep. this week, it seems. And uh, long-term deal, obviously. You heard about that, right? He didn't get a long-term deal. Yep. You, you heard all about all that. Um, so how does it sit with you? Do, do you feel a certain amount of pressure? His agent has already said you know, this is probably his last year. We'll see what happens. Do you feel a, a certain pressure with Bell and Roethlisberger that the three of you, three of the all-time greats, I mean, you really can make yeah. a case. You're one of the very best wide receivers ever, Le'Veon Bell, the best, one of the best runners of at least uh, this century. Do you guys feel a pressure to get to a Super Bowl to sort of validate your individual success? Absolutely. 
Every year is pressure in regards of winning that trophy because the standard been set with what type of players we are. So it's kind of like, why can't we do it? You know what I mean? Every year we get a step closer and closer, but it's still we haven't, you know, crossed the mountain or got to the top of the mountain and got the trophy. So with all the distraction and all the um, the talk, it comes down to us winning games and uh, rally coming together and trying to do something special. You anticipate, I've already seen that uh, you, you weighed in on this a little bit with Bell. You suspect that he comes out and has his best year ever. You you are, are with 26. on. I, I know that's what he said immediately after. I mean, that's all you can do. You know, show up, uh, be your best self, and uh, finish the year strong. And I think he'll come in with that mentality. I think he'll be excited and hungry uh, to prove his worth another year again and why he's the best. And as uh, great players, I think you need it, adding motivation uh, to push yourself and, and, and to prove yourself of who, regards of who you are. How much, you know, new OC and everything else, to me the most devastating formation I saw in 2017 was you guys going uh, Roethlisberger under center, I formation, fullback in there, and the only receiver who was split out was, uh, was Antonio Brown and two tight ends on the field. I mean, you did that against the Ravens a couple of times, yep. at least in the first half, and it really jumped out at me because you look at it, it's so simple, and yet there, it, it's an impossible formation to stop. Yeah. Who, you know, who, who's, uh, who should the safeties, who should the defense be focusing on in that formation, 84-26? Well, we always try to come out in different coverages to dictate the defenses. Anytime we got uh, the big personnel in and I'm going to single wide out, we're probably trying to run the ball and probably trying to draw a double coverage to my side to kind of roll guys my way and get the big guys moving guys out the way for Le'Veon in the inside. Well, you come down on this. This has been something I've talked about a lot this summer. I've seen more and more guys walking around in flip-flops and everything. Where, where does a fashionista Antonio Brown come down on that? Yeah, we never you can be flopping. You know, you never know when you have to run. So you got to keep the right proper Nike running shoes on. I mean, are the I don't know, off the top of my head, I don't know if I can think of two more stylish fellas than me and you. And if you and I both park our cars in the no flip-flops garage, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, uh, that's it. Who is, um, who would you describe? I always, I have the Jenga theory that yeah. in the 21st century that pro football teams are going to suffer injuries along the way. The problem is if you take the wrong piece out, the whole thing implodes. Leaving the quarterback out of the conversation who is the Steelers' Jenga piece? <laughs> I don't know, man. Football is such a team game. You can't really declare one guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, everyone depends on everyone. So if I said I'm the best guy, it's like I can't go out there by myself. I need Ben. But really, without the quarter, you need the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? The quarterback's the general who control the ball. But the quarterback need a line. You know what I mean? It's like it's like we all depend on each other. It's not it's not football is not the no one man game. You know, it's the ultimate team game. You know, uh, obviously the skill position, uh, receiver position, get the most probably the most notoriety. The most people know him. The lies in the running back too as well. But football the most ultimate team game. You know, I know I wouldn't. I'd probably say the offensive line. You know, probably the strong piece. Mm. You know what? I just had that conversation, and that's exactly what I said. Where the Steelers are concerned, it feels to me like the offensive line. You, you, you're. By the time you arrived, they were starting to fix it up a little bit. Yeah. But Roethlisberger had yeah. some bad offensive lines yeah. for a few years there. I think right now we got probably the best line we don't have with you know Pouncey, Ramon, uh, Dave DeCastro, um, Alejandro Nueva. 
um, Marcus Gilbert, you know, it's all about your your O line. You know, we could go as far as the O line go. The O line on block can give Ben time. I can't get the ball. The O line on block, and, and for Le'Veon, you know, he, the run game sucks. So we all depend on the, the big core groups up the guys up front uh, providing enough time for Ben to do what he do and, and for for Le'Veon to do what he does as well. Answer me this: sixty minutes away from championship. I don't know if that's you know obviously. Yep. The teams on the AFC side uh, aren't going to meet you in the Super Bowl. But let's say 60 minutes, fate of the world hangs in the balance. Antonio Brown is the number one receiver on the world's team. Who don't you want lining up across from you for those 60 minutes? Who's the number one guy, the one guy I don't want out there? I want every, I want anyone out there. Whoever, Everyone's welcome out there. Anyone. Jalen yeah. Ramsey, Deion Sanders in his prime. Whoever wanted could get it. I love that answer. No. That's good. What do you make of uh, also big buzz is World Cup, what great athletes. I suspect that if we took you yeah. and we took LeBron James yeah. and we took, you know, we could, we'll could we handpick the team. I think if we take like two, three years and you guys just focus on soccer, you guys could win the World Cup. <laughs> no, it's not that easy. You don't think so? Okay, four years. Nah. I mean, I always had this conversation when I'm watching the World Cup. Because there's usually a few great guys on the team, great players. But then I see they get the ball stole from them. I'm like, yo, how are you a great player if they just took your ball? Seems like they should shoot more too, doesn't it? <laughs> Seems like every time they shoot at the goal, it goes in. Just like, just keep doing that all the time. What are you doing, guys? Stop with all the passing yeah. all the time. Yeah, but it's a tough game. You know, it's not as easy as it looks. You know, it's, it's pretty easy looking from the couch. Who do you think run most, soccer players or football players? I don't know. I don't understand why they always say, and they don't say it like uh, hyperbolically. They say like that that's literally true, that like, oh, if this game had to be played for another 10 minutes, these guys literally would die. They would die on the field. Like, they're running more than like, that's what no I was one's pushing to think. on no them No one's slamming run, them, right? Right? No equipment on them. I don't know. I think you guys could win. Have a little self-confidence, Antonio Brown. I, I do, but, I, but it's hard to control that ball. You know, those guys are really special at their craft. You know, you, you can never take for granted someone's their craft. You know, it looked easy, but I'm sure a lot of guys on the couch think they could come play football so they realize the commitment and, and you know, how it feels till they get hit by a D-lineman mm -hmm. who's been lifting a lot of weights. That's right. That's right. Only you and I know what that's really like. Yeah. I think I could lead a drive just for a field goal. It doesn't have to be a touchdown. So? But I think if you put me at, at the 35 and you gave me the Steelers offensive line and you gave me Antonio Brown and Levy and Bell, I would hand off most of the time, you understand. Most of the time, you'd be like 26. You get the ball here. But once... Once we lull them into, you know, a sense of security, that's when I go like, A.B., this is the one. This is the one. Go, you know. Then I do a little play action upstairs to you. You do the rest. What do you think? I like that. Thank you. Thank you. You think that would work then, right? It can, maybe. Who's got a better arm, Seven or Mason Rudolph? Seven. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mason got a young, fresh arm, but Ben got that consistent cannon just like, you know. Just, just, just. You know. Speaking of cannons, I want you to experience what Damashek's got coming off this left shoulder here. I want to debunk this, this, uh, this ugly myth that somehow you're not quarterback proof, or that like Roethlisberger is responsible yeah. for your success. Now he's a great; he's going to the Hall of Fame as well. Yeah. But I just want to show the world. I'm going to throw you a pass here, okay? And then you catch it, and there, and therefore we'll know. The world will learn. Antonio Brown can thrive with anybody. 
Even with a guy with a big pot belly thrown from the oh, left yeah. side. Here we go. Oh, he's going to one-hand it on me. Oh, yeah, whatever you want. Here we go. Oh, that is loud. What do we got in store for the dancing this year? Oh, we got a lot of moves in store. You did? You're going to go like old school, like so you don't get in any trouble, like yeah. just do like, like a box dance kind of thing? Nah, you got to get more creative. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'd ask you to unveil it, but uh, you've... Uh, Let's keep a secret. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You've given us uh, more than uh, enough time. The great Antonio Brown, the guy who, by the time it's all said and done, is going to be, at worst, I'm saying it now, you will retire as one of the two or three greatest wide receivers in NFL history. You're well on your way already. Thank you so much. Hey, stay healthy this year, and best wishes to Thank you. Thank you, brother. One of the nice guys in the league, Antonio Brown. What, what happened? Oh, I left him... Ha- oh. Maybe that's because I. Maybe that's what he deserves for me having to pry a compliment out of him when I start out with some nice things and then he doesn't return the favor. Maybe that's what you deserve. Thanks, Dave. You know what I'm out. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.